The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. It's an iconic line, a line which probably makes us immediately think of Christmas. We hear this line, Christmas after Christmas, year after year, the light has come into the darkness. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. But then there's a question. Who are these people and what is this darkness? There's a historical answer to that question which has to do with the book of the prophet Isaiah from where this text comes from being written hundreds of years before Christ. This text referring to the people of Israel who suffered exile, who suffered a military defeat and were carried away from their homeland. And so at an initial reading, these words are a message of comfort, a message of hope and a promise of restoration. Those people, the people 700 years before Christ, were promised that they would see a light, that they would see a restoration. But I also have to suggest that isn't it the case that the people who walked in darkness, the people who have dwelt in the land of gloom, is every one of us. Isn't this true of the whole human race? We think about the great Christian narrative arc, the great story of Christianity. God, who in a plan of sheer goodness and love, created man and woman and placed them in paradise, in the Garden of Eden. How Adam and Eve, of their own free will, turned on God, fell, sinned, wounded themselves, brought sin into the world, the fall of the human race. And isn't it the story of humanity for so many hundreds and hundreds of years that we hurt each other, that hurt people hurt people, that in our woundedness and our sinfulness, we turn and wound others. I think in a very real sense, the people who walked in darkness, the people who sat in the land of gloom, is all of us. Tonight, there's a great announcement. It's an announcement which comes from the angels to men who literally wander in darkness. These are shepherds tending their flocks by night in the darkness. Shepherds who at the time of Jesus were nomads, who would wander with their flocks. And so it's to this particular group of people to those who wander in darkness, who those who go about at night, that there's this message of hope, that God is unfolding a plan of restoration, a plan of salvation. 
God is launching a great rescue mission to seek out those dwelling in the land of darkness. And this rescue mission is not just to those who suffered under the oppression of the Roman Empire, but more fundamentally, it's to those under the power of sin. It's those who have been wounded by evil. It's those under the very real power of evil in this world. And God launches a rescue mission into this world to take a broken world and to flip it upside down. And when he flips it upside down, what was highest becomes the lowest. And the lowest is lifted up to the highest. The almighty, eternal God who created the stars in the heavens becomes a tiny, helpless baby in a manger. God in the highest becomes the lowest so that he can lift up those who are lowest and bring them into the highest. The Son of God became man so that you and I might become sons and daughters of God. What Adam and Eve lost suddenly reappears. There's a rescue. There's a rescue launched by Jesus Christ. Yet friends, is it not the case that many of us in some way, shape, or form are still among those who wander in the darkness? How many of us bring to this Christmas some piece of darkness or gloom in our own hearts? Perhaps this Christmas finds you grieving the loss of a loved one in the past year. Perhaps you feel in your own heart a certain isolation as so many of us do. Perhaps you feel a certain unworthiness to approach God. And friends, if this is the case, if this is you tonight, then I have this to say that Christmas is especially for you. Because the highest has come to seek out the lowest. It's been part of my own reflection just in this, you know, this very short three-week season of Advent that we've had, that we celebrate Christmas at the time of year when the world is in complete darkness. So these days of December are the darkest days of the year. And it's at this time in which we celebrate light entering the world. Not just in the sense of, well, the days get longer. But no, it's God who created the light and the darkness, chose to step into the world at its darkest point. And is it not true that he does the same for us? that at the darkest moments of our lives, there the Lord is waiting for us. There 
the Lord comes to us. And he comes to us with a plan of salvation. He has a rescue mission, which is not just for those people in that place far, far away, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, but it's for you and I today. Today is born to us a savior, Christ the Lord. It's not just an idea. Our God comes to us very concretely. In bread and in wine, which will be laid on this altar, and in the hands of Father Norby, are going to become the body and blood of Jesus. It's as if the Christmas miracle repeats itself in Father Norby's hands here tonight, such as the gift of the priesthood. And so in a very real sense, Jesus comes to us personally, into our bodies. That salvation is not just a nice idea. It's not just something that we do to cope with the sufferings of this life. But it's something that affects us deeply, personally. It rescues us and restores us. So tonight, as Father Norby holds in his hands the Holy Eucharist, come, let us adore him. As you walk down the aisle of this beautiful church tonight, come, let us adore him. As you receive the God of the universe who became a tiny baby, to raise us up to salvation, as you receive that same Lord into your body through Holy Communion, come, let us adore him who is Christ our Lord.